0: Hello, hello, welcome to the happy home podcast. My name is Taya Luku, your host on this show. Do you know that getting married to the absolute love of your life does not guarantee you a life of unending happiness? Truth is, you can very quickly go from deliriously happy to miserable and frustrated, but you don't have to. And that's where this podcast comes in on this show. I'll discuss real issues couples face on the journey to finding happiness in marriage. And I will also be sharing great tips that can help you intentionally create the marriage of your dreams and build a truly lasting happy home. Follow me on this journey. Please stay tuned. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Happy Home Podcasts. I am your host, Taya Luko, and I'm glad to have you back on this episode. I'm glad to be recording another episode. So how have you been? I know you can't answer me back, but you can ponder on it. We are in the 11th month of the year 2022. And I'm just wondering, how has the year been for you? How has the year been for you? You know, this is the season where we sit back and we reflect and we begin to take stock. And it's a season where some people can begin to get very, what's the word? Very sad or begin to almost freak out, like the years are almost ending and they haven't done the things they said they would do. I would just like to encourage you to get into a place of gratitude. If you're alive, just be grateful. Things might not have worked out the way you wanted them to, but if you're alive and breathing air, it's enough to be grateful. Being grateful is so important because It attracts blessings to us. It attracts blessings to us. And it also helps us to see what we actually have that we might be missing because we are chasing after the things that we don't have. (coughs) Pardon me. Yes, so I just wanted to start this episode by saying that being grateful, staying grateful, Even though things might not have worked out the way you wanted them to work out, know that the year is not over yet. A lot can still happen. And even if it doesn't happen, still be grateful. Count your blessings. Choose to count what you have instead of looking at what you don't have. Yeah, so that's the way I wanted to start the show today. But that's not what we're talking about. So welcome to this episode and on today's episode, I want to talk about avoiding relationship burnout or avoiding burnout in marriage, keeping your spark alive, avoiding burnout in marriage. Truth be told, marriage takes work. Marriage is not easy. Marriage takes work. Marriage takes being intentional. And, you know, you probably have heard it said over and over again that as you begin to go along in your marriage, you begin to, expectations and reality collide. And you begin to wonder, this is not really what I want. And the more you begin to, you know, get the things that you Didn't want you can't get into this place where you just become tired. You can't get into this place where you become tired, and in some instances, life is happening. So, you could be tired from the office, tired from other things that are happening in your life. There's so many things that can be happening that just get us into this place where we become tired, and that's why I think that talking about burnout is really important. And talking about burnout in marriage is absolutely critical. And so I'm starting by just talking a little bit about what burnout is. You know, these are taken from the dictionary. And burnout is described as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion that is caused by excessive and prolonged stress. In other words, where there's stressors or stressful areas in our life, or when we go through stressful situations, it can result in burnout. Burnout will occur when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet the constant demands that are on you. And you'll find that as stress continues, you begin to lose interest and motivation in the things that once interested you in the things that once motivated you and sometimes even in life and living and that can lead you to begin to enter into a place of burnout so that is really what burnout is in a nutshell now i want to just talk about a few emotional signs and symptoms of burnout and what are these signs and symptoms Burnout out a when you start to feel helpless, when you start to feel trapped, and when you start to feel defeated. These are some signs and symptoms. When you start to feel de- a detachment, you have this feeling of being alone in the world. You have a loss of motivation. You become increasingly cynical and negative in your outlook to life. These are signs and symptoms of burnout. You have a decreased satisfaction and a sense of a lack of accomplishment. You have a sense of failure. You have a sense of self-doubt. These are some signs and symptoms of burnout. I must say that the list is not exhaustive, but these are certainly some of the signs and symptoms of burnout. Now, what then is relationship burnout? Because that's really the focus. And by relationship, I'm talking about, you know, burnout in your marriage in particular. Because marriage is that one institution where we really need to have our energies up. That when we begin to get into burnout, it can adversely begin to affect not just us, but our spouse and our children and even our work. So what is relationship burnout? You know, relationship burnout is all about you becoming detached or disconnected from your spouse. And it can happen for a variety of reasons. But it's you becoming detached or disconnected from your spouse or from your partner. It is when either of you or both of you begin to develop feelings of fatigue and a lack of interest in your relationship. When the energy begins to dwindle in your relationship and when both of you start to become less committed to the success of your marriage and you start to focus on other things, that is relationship burnout. It can creep in subtly, but when it becomes like the default way of operation, then that is relationship burnout. That is relationship burnout. Now I want to highlight five stages of relationship burnout or five phases that your relationship will flow through, you know, before it gets to burnout. And The first one is the honeymoon phase, which of course is not a burnout phase, but in the honeymoon phase, everything is rosy and love is burning hot. You know, things are, you do things for each other effortlessly because you are in the feeling, the honeymoon phase, the feeling phase, the burning hot love phase. So things are effortless. Your love is, you know, things are going beautifully well for you, for both of you. And so that can last any number of years, depending on the factors that surround your relationship and the individuals in the relationship. Then you go from that phase to what I call descent from the clouds phase. And this is the onset of stress. And so defend, descent from the cloud happens when you kind of... I don't like to use the word, but it really is because, you know, we live in a real world and Unpleasant things can happen in the real world. And so the reality of being married begins to set in because there are bills to be paid. There's a house to be cleaned. There's meals to be cooked. There are responsibilities. So you are now faced with the responsibility of being married, which is the descent from the cloud phase. There's a house to be organized. There are children to be taken care of. All of those things bring us down from the clouds, And that is the onset of stress because all of those things in themselves are stressors. Having to pay the bills, having to um, take care of the house, having to go to work in the morning, having to take care of the children, they are stressors. And so that's the onset of stress, stress, which I call the descent from the clouds. Then you move on to the third phase, which is a reality of unmet expectations. And the reality of unmet expectations leads to an increase in stress levels. That's when you begin to say to yourself, this is not the picture of marriage that I had. This is not what I wanted. This is not how I thought this woman would be to me. This is not how I thought this man would be to me. So you are having... Some of your expectations dashed because things are not, you know, playing out the way you desired. And then you begin to have an increase in stress level. The fourth stage is when detachment from your spouse starts to setting because there's marital dissatisfaction. So in the fourth stage, you start to detach because what you're getting is a dissatisfaction. And so you detach somewhat to protect yourself from that dissatisfied feeling that you're getting. And then the fifth stage is when you disconnect completely and you are stuck, you look for a way out. Disconnect completely and begin to look for a way out. Five stages of burnout. Those are the stages that a relationship goes through before it gets to burnout, before it gets to the place where it begins to disconnect completely. I want to share a few of the things that cause relationship burnout. And the first thing I say is a collision of expectation with reality. I'm not going to dwell on that because I've talked about it so, so often, you know, and in a lot of my other episodes where expectation collides with reality and reality. You are not quickly able to adjust your expectations. You get into this place of discontent. It's a cause of relationship burnout, you know. And the second cause that I'm highlighting in this episode is the consistent lack of support from your spouse or your partner when you feel that you are not getting the support of your partner or your spouse and you actually are not, it is causes relationship burnout. Another thing that causes relationship burnout is when you feel unheard, when you 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 feel unseen, you feel undervalued, you feel unappreciated. All of these things cause us to get into a place of discontent and ultimately burnout. The last one I will be speaking about is when you are constantly fighting, when you constantly have disagreements, And particularly when it is over the same issue, when it's over the same issue, you can get into burnout if care is not taken. So these are a few four causes. I will encourage you to find out more because the list is not exhaustive. The list is not exhaustive. Now I've talked about causes. Now I want to talk about a few signs that you can watch out for if you feel that if you are wondering, is, am I in a burnout stage of my relationship? Am I heading to burnout? These are signs to look out for. Number one, you feel disengaged or disconnected from your spouse. It's a sign of relationship burnout. When you start to feel like you have nothing in common, nothing to talk about, someone that you want to spend, you used to like to spend time with before, all of a sudden you don't want to spend time together again. You'd rather hang out with your other friends. You're not really looking forward to coming home. You start to feel disconnected. It's a sign of relationship burnout. Number two, you are uninterested in having sex. Sex is no longer interesting for you. Sometimes you even cringe at the touch of your spouse. It's a sign of relationship burnout. Number three, you feel more negative about your marriage. You feel more cynical about your marriage than you are positive, than you have positive thoughts. I beg your pardon. It's also a sign of relationship burnout when every thought that you have when you think about your spouse or you think about your marriage is a negative one, trust me, it's a sign of relationship burnout. Now, number four, you you are getting distracted and you're no longer prioritizing your relationship. And so before your relationship was priority, But other things are now taking priority over your relationship. You are getting distracted. Number five, you don't even like spending time together because you get no joy from your relationship. Number six, you're emotionally exhausted. Emotional exhaustion. Emotional exhaustion. Other signs can include when you start to have attraction to other people, you start to consider the thought of leaving. And there's no joy to be found. Humor has left your relationship. These are a few signs of relationship burnout that can help you to begin to then assess your own relationship and say, are any of these things, signs present? Could it be that what I am feeling or what I am going through is actually relationship burnout? Because I know that when we're able to identify what a problem is, then we're ever better able to provide a solution for the problem and so now that we've talked about the signs we know what relationship burnout is we've looked at the symptoms we've talked about the signs let's now talk about how we can overcome if we're in it or avoid getting into it how we can do that and ultimately begin to keep the spark alive and i must say that the First, most important thing to note is the fact that willingness is key. You will not do it if you're not willing. You need two committed people willing to put in the work to correct the things that might have gone wrong or that are not going right. So being willing is important because where there is a will, there is a way. Where there is a will, there is a way. And if you're willing to make it work, your marriage will work. Because why? Your willingness will affect your behavior. Your willingness will affect your attitude. Your willingness will affect your communication. So willingness is key. So once willingness is established, what do we then do? What can be done? What can be done to avoid relationship burnout? I think the first most important thing to know and to do is to practice self-care. Self-care is so important because your state per time will always determine what you bring to the table. Your state per time will always determine what you give out. And so you have to first and foremost take care of yourself. Be mentally in that place where you are okay and you are all right. Practice self-care. Take care of yourself. It's not selfish. You can't give what you don't have. Practice self-care. What to do. That's the first step. Now the second step is it's important to start to weed out unrealistic expectations because we burn out when expectations are not met. But let's begin to say to ourselves, what are these expectations that I hold, that I carry, that are not even realistic in the first place? And weed them out because to continue to carry them is continue to feel marital dissatisfaction that will ultimately lead to burnout. So weed out unrealistic expectations. That's the second thing to note. The third thing is, you must realize that your spouse is not your source of happiness. Free your spouse from being your source of happiness. You must begin to be happy in yourself as a person. Your spouse has a limited capacity they cannot be everything to you let that thought sink into your brain don't go looking for happiness in a person happiness can only come from your maker your creator and that is even a mental state of being you know being in this place where you're full of joy regardless Choosing that regardless, I choose to be full of gratitude and appreciation and joy. You know, your spouse is not your source of happiness. The next thing to note is that you must cultivate healthy relationships outside of your marriage. And that's what I spoke about in, you know, one of the podcast episodes that I did where having relationships outside of marriage is so important. You must cultivate those relationships because they build you up. Sometimes you want to be with your sister friends. Sometimes it could be a mentor couple or even a mentor. But just having those relationships help you to express different sides of yourself. And they keep you going. Honestly, I tell you, those relationships keep you going. Now, the next thing is recognize your needs and give voice to them. Don't be silent about what you need. Don't be silent. So it's not really that you don't talk. It's about learning the best way to communicate. Always, particularly first and foremost, give voice to yourself. Recognize to yourself what you need and speak to yourself about it. Don't bury your needs or your desires and then also communicate it to your spouse. The next thing is you have to stay committed to your relationship and that's where willingness is important. Say to yourself, this relationship will work. I will put in the work. I'm not looking back because when we make that commitment, then we tend to do things differently. The next thing to note is the importance of learning each other's love language, but not just learning it, also speaking it. Because you can know it and not speak it. And I recently found out that love language can change per season. So you must constantly want to be in a place of understanding your spouse's love language and speaking it to them. Now, another thing to do is, learn to take breaks from each other learn to take breaks in fact as i record this i am i am just you know at the end of a beautiful magical retreat that I, where I went away with a couple of other ladies and I feel so invigorated, so re-energized that I'm going back to pour that energy into my marriage. So taking breaks with each other is helpful. It might be a lunch date with some friends. It might be a weekend away with friends, depending on what your budget can afford. It might be movie night with some friends, but take breaks from each other. And then the next thing I want to talk about is learning to The habit of giving each other the benefit of the doubt. Cut yourself some slack. Cut your spouse some slack. Give each other a long rope and give each other the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And then last but not the least, intentionally set aside time to spend quality time with each other. Set aside time to spend quality time with each other. It's also so important, it's also so important that you make that time to spend quality time with each other. And so these are ways in which you can honestly overcome or avoid relationship burnout. Ways in which you can overcome and avoid relationship burnout. And you will find out that the more you do these things, the more you are actually keeping the spark alive, keeping the spark alive, you know, keeping the spark alive for you to do that. There has to be a willingness, but it's about intentionality, intentionality. And, you know, it's, it's, it's also about, you know, intentionally loving regardless of what you might be feeling per time, what you might be passing through per time. And to do that, you have to understand sustainable love. So what you are doing is practicing sustainable love. And sustainable love is about accepting the person that you are married to, not seeking to change them, but loving them unconditionally. Sustainable love is about appreciating the person that you're with on a regular basis, the things they do for you, just them being them, appreciating them as a human being and the value that they carry. Sustainable love is about being intentional, being intentional and prioritizing yourselves and your relationships. And sustainable love can only happen when you are in that mental state where you can give your best self. These things are important to know. And so thank you for listening. I hope that you've been able to take a thing or two from this episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review, make sure to share because you can just be saving someone's relationship You can just be saving a marriage. Thank you and I will see you on the next episode. God bless you and stay happy. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Happy Home Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play or Spotify. Check out my website www.tayealuku.com coach for other great resources. You'll find the link to my website in the show notes. You will also want to get my happy home affirmations. These are eight powerful audio affirmations that will completely transform the energy in your home. Link is also in the show notes. See you on the next episode. God bless